Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. All eyes on me on the center of the ring, just like a circus. Just kidding, it's not Brittany, it's me, Jennifer and Katie. Sorry, guys. We wanted to do a little laugh for you because this episode this week isn't going to be funny because it's about Britney's conservatorship, Britney Spears. Um, so we watched the documentary on Hulu um, and we Bring were Britney Spears. Yes. And we were outraged. And so we really felt like we needed to do an episode for you guys on what we experienced and talk to the free Britney movement. Jennifer and I get very passionate about shows that we watch from Real Housewives to documentaries to everything. So we were like, okay, like when we heard the whole Jeffrey Epstein documentary, we were like, we need to do an episode on this because he's fucking sick. Yeah, because fuck. fuck Jeffrey Epstein. Fuck that. When we watched it up thing on um that Daisy Girl on Netflix. Um, oh, I, re- yes. I, re- I reached out to someone on Facebook. How can I help not get that stupid sheriff elected ever again? And then we watched this documentary and we were just like, we need to reach out to someone from the free Britney movement, find out more about it, find out how we can help because we like, I feel like Jennifer and I talked about this. Like we feel like we helped almost contribute to like her demise by like consuming 100%. The media, because you guys remember like back in 2007, like around that time where like the paparazzi was all over Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, like that whole group. I mean, I still refer to it as the best time in Hollywood. I mean, it It, was like, it was iconic, but it was iconic. But the truth of it is that it was sick, you know, like, but no one treated anyone like they treated Britney Spears she for for sure sure, like Paris it was like a different kind of I feel like they weren't as in her face about it and here they are like taking pictures of like Britney's fucking vagina and like spreading it for the world to see and just like totally in her face and I I say in the interview like circus has a whole new meaning to it like literally that's all eyes why are- i sung it <laughs> yes. so that you guys could understand like, the meaning because they just treated her like a fucking caged animal well and if you guys watch this documentary which please do like just it shows her her whole progression and they have always treated her like this like just over sexualized her asked her like about her losing her virginity and like about sex and about her boobs and just like totally inappropriate yeah, questions. Yeah, when that guy that was like, everyone's talking ask. about your tits. I was like, ew, ew, yes. who are you, you fucking loser? Like, and especially someone that young at that time too. And she like, just giggled and handled it really well, honestly, at the time. Because but that has to be like do. driving you crazy that someone is and not to say that she's crazy because she's, I, we really don't think she is, but it has yeah. to be like detrimental to you, like to have to continue to explain your, your fucking boobs to the media. And your like virginity. That. Who gives a flying fuck who you fuck? I mean, just out of curiosity, I'm curious who people have sex with, but I don't care yes. that you're a virgin. Like who no. cares if you're a virgin or not a virgin? No yes. one was Virginity, asking- no one cares. Did who you were fucking, if you're fucking slubs. <laughs> 
we care. It's weird that that was like such a thing back then. You know what I mean? Like now no one's going to say anything about virginity. It's like no one's. Everyone knows that no one's probably a virgin. Yeah, exactly. But like back then they put such an emphasis on it, like as a good girl image. But I'm like, did anyone ask if Justin Timberlake was a virgin? No. Right. He just talked about getting like fucking her on a interview. And I was just like, you fucking douche lord. And I've heard so many shitty things about him. I heard he spits on people. I heard he's the biggest asshole in Hollywood. Yeah, go on TikTok. Um, (laughs) But like, (laughs) that's where we get all our information. Another friend of mine met him in person and was a total fucking douche lord when she like asked him for a pick. Like, and she was like crushed because she like loved Justin Timberlake. And I was just like, you pompous motherfucker. Like, go cheat on your wife some more, you fucking loser. Like, why is she even by your side still and having kids with you? I don't know. Like, you're a piece of shit. I mean, he is. And, I mean, he since this documentary has come out, he's come out and apologized. And that's that. Yeah, but like, it's fine. It's, yeah, exactly. But, like, if he really was sorry, like, he it wouldn't have taken all this for him to get to this point of apology so I just don't fuck with it I mean I don't agree with some of the things that Justin Timberlake has said even publicly over the past I don't know however many years so I you know some of his music was great I will give him that but he I mean, sucked he's and then talented. Used... I'm not gonna not give him that but yeah but I'll like give him credit where solo. He went solo and it wasn't going so great. So then he used his past relationship with Britney in his music video to say like that she just like left him and crushed his heart and whatever when he's really the loser in the situation well, and use that to sell albums. That he actually wrote that and then he backpedaled after and was like, oh, that was actually about my best friend and um, Eliza or um, some other actress. And I was like, oh, I thought that was about Britney. But then all now it's about your friend who got cheated on. Like, okay, who the fuck is it about? Did you even fucking write this song? Like, I mean, I haven't looked into the credits, but like, and just like the way everyone, even like Diane Sawyer, I was just like, listen, lady, you're going to treat her like that. What top journalist is going to be such a biatch to her? Like, I was pissed at Diane. Diane, if you're listening, you need to we apologize. We don't fuck with you. Yeah, no, oh. she- Absolutely needs to come out and do the next I'm apology. Team Barbara because... Walters right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm only that. Team Oprah for anything, so. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was honestly, it was a fucked up documentary. You guys need to watch it. A little fire under our ass. We are were complacent this whole time. Like, we were making fun of things that she did, too. Um, 100%. Now I feel very badly for that honestly yeah and we wanted to change the narrative you know like we were like he was saying we were complacent we were consuming this media we were all involved in her life and the paparazzi stalking and did nothing and so I guess this is kind of our way of saying sorry and like bring awareness to the movement because she needs to get the fuck out of this conservatorship and move on with her life with her kids and live a happy healthy, prosperous, abundant life apart from her psycho fucking father, Jamie. Who can go fuck off because he's he can go choke on a dildo. Sounds like the worst human being of life to exploit his fucking daughter 
like this and we need to change the court systems and conservatorship because conservatorships were not meant for people who were 25 fucking years old. They are meant for people at the end of their lives right. who literally can't like feed themselves, dress themselves. Like, and Brittany is fully capable of doing all these things. And it's time for Jamie to get the fuck out of here. And anyone totally. else who's on that team needs to get the fuck out. So totally. you guys, we're going to go into this more. So keep listening. We are interviewing someone from the Free Britney movement. And yeah. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. So this week we have a special guest. We watched um, the Britney documentary. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. Um, And we're completely enraged by the situation. So we figured we would reach out to the Free Britney movement in LA. And so we have Kevin with us here from the Free Britney movement in LA. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So can you just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, what the movement is, you know, what what you do, basically? Sure. Um, well, my, my name's Kevin. I'm just, you know, a hardcore Britney fan who, like, lives in L.A. And the Free Britney movement um, is, the goal of the Free Britney movement is to end the conservatorship of Britney Spears. Um, and it's basically been around for as long as the conservatorship you know, has been in place since two, um, since early 2008, but it really picked up steam, you know, in April of 2019. Um, and if you saw the documentary, um, you saw how the Britney's Graham podcast, um, you know, released a voicemail that really mobilized, you know, fans to take action. Um, and that is when I joined the movement, um, because that's when, you know, things clicked for me and, um, I realized that it's really going to take, you know, a lot of voices, a lot of pressure for anything to change. And so that's when I decided to use my voice to make a difference. Um, and then, you know, from from getting involved, that was almost two years ago, um, you know, I decided to um, create an Instagram account, um, Free Britney LA, to consolidate, you know, news and updates about the movement. Um, and it just sort of grew from there um, that that was that was last summer um, that I did that and um, and really I, I really just got involved because I happened to you know live like a 10-15 minute drive from the courthouse and you know I saw there was a rally there and decided to to go and attend and stayed involved ever since. Okay so going back can you tell people like why she even is in this conservatorship to begin with? Because I think like we, a lot of us forget she's in it almost. Totally. Like, especially if you're not like a hardcore fan. And then I was like, oh my God, yeah, she's still in this. Like why, why? Yeah. And, and that is, um, it's a good point. It's a good thing you pointed out that people forget because that is Mm -hmm. on purpose Um, because the people who, you know, put this conservatorship in place. Um, Just to answer your first question, um, and I think the film does a really good job of detailing this too, of kind of like everything she went through. Um, So, you know, she obviously had some um, very public troubles in 2007 um, as a result of, you know, going through a divorce, going through a custody battle. um, And 
I feel like she didn't really have the support she needed um, to, to deal with those things. And she kind of dealt with it her own way. And instead of supporting her, uh, the media and the public sort of just, um, you know, made fun of her and made things worse. You know, the paparazzi, you know, chased her around. Um, you know, so re- much worse. Relentlessly, yeah. I, I was watching and I was like, you know, I was young when that happened. I think I was like a teenager. So watching as an adult, I was like, oh my God, how can they treat a human being like this? Like, this is disgusting. Like, no wonder she went like, quote unquote, crazy. Like, I feel like I would do the same thing in that situation. She's in her mid-20s, which I didn't even realize at the time. Like, people, I think in the documentary, they said she might have been suffering from postpartum. And I was like, that is huge. Like, did we not think about that whatsoever? It was like she was an animal in a zoo and everyone was just hounding her. So it was really sad to see that, like, any human beings could treat her like that. And then she's the crazy one. Completely. Right. Completely. Like there were a lot of factors involved in pushing that narrative, you know, and then when, so, you know, we believe that, you know, her, her family specifically, you know, her dad and his business manager sort of saw that situation and decided to take advantage of it and kind of swooped in. I mean, this is in the court documents. It was basically an ambush. You know, they, they swooped in, they, you know, got, they coordinated, you know, a 5150, um, an involuntary hospitalization at the end of January in 2008. And then they went to the court and petitioned for conservatorship. Now, conservatorship means that you take away all of that person's rights and assign it to someone else. In this case, it was her father. And so it is such an extreme measure Um, typically it's used for people who are, you know, at the end of their life, who literally, you know, can't put like clothes on or some, something, something like that. I'm using that as an example. Um, and so it's, it is, um, unusual for, for a 26 year old, um, to be under conservatorship, but that's what they did. And I think, um, going back to the early point of how people, kind of forgot about it, you know, they took advantage of the fact that most people don't know what conservatorships are. And so all we saw was that, oh, the paparazzi chases stopped. This must be a good thing. And then a couple weeks later, she's back at work. She's on um, How I Met Your Mother. She guest starred on How I Met Your Mother. And then a few months later, she is recording a new album and going on a world tour. Now, at the time, you know, I, I do, and I don't, you know, say this, take this lightly. I think we were tricked into believing all of that was good. You know, oh, it's great that totally. um, that they kind of intervened and, you know, got her back on track. When in actuality, this is an extreme human rights violation because they basically took away all her civil rights and they used that tool of the court to force her to work because now she doesn't get to have a say in that. Um, and if they are in that, that tool, a conservatorship is really reserved for people who are, you know, so gravely ill, they really shouldn't be able to work. So those things are kind of incongruous. And those are just a few of the reasons that we believe this was, 
you know, completely inappropriate and should be dissolved immediately. So her yeah. own father took advantage of her in a weakened state and then decided to jump on it and exploit the shit out of her is basically much. what happened. I mean, I never, I mean, and I feel like most of the world, I never even knew what a conservatorship was. Well, they always said temporary. Britney Spears. So I think we thought it was just like probably a few years or whatever. And then it, she's probably out of it. Yeah. So that's a good point. They made it temporary in the beginning. And I think that sort of conditioned all of us to be like, oh, this is a temporary measure. It's a good thing. Um, it'll be over soon enough. But they made it permanent that October. Um, so. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I just, so it's a permanent conservatorship, right? It is a permanent conservatorship. You'll see temporary in the news now because, um, and this is getting into the weeds of like the, the legalese, but like, uh, so last, or actually two falls ago, so fall of 2019, um, Jamie Spears attacked Britney's son, Sean Preston. I remember this. And yes. then- and then, so this the son's father, Kevin Federline, um, took out a restraining order against Jamie Spears. So as a result of that, he stepped down as conservator and appointed a new temporary conservator of the person. But he stayed in control of the money. So there are a lot of clues that kind of point, you know, and so they're claiming, oh, Brittany is so unwell. She needs, you know, people to take care of her money. But I mean, anyone with any common sense can kind of look at this and see, you know, there, there's something fishy going on. Like these people who are claiming to do this for her health are making millions and millions of dollars every year. Like it's that is a fact. Pretty disgusting. It's, it's her own dad. Like, this is what I can't get over. This is her father that's doing this to her. Like, where was her mom or sister or brother when it first started like and the dad decided to like jump on the opportunity because isn't he like an alcoholic like or yeah was? during the documentary they were yeah. saying that like he wasn't really in her life as like he probably shouldn't have taken the spot as the conservator based off of his relationship with exactly her. like how did he get it with all the skeletons in his closet that I mean that's a excellent point like it really should not be him and I think the short answer to that is um, the patriarchy. Like everyone just accepted that, you know, this woman's dad sh should be the one dictating, you know, her behavior, that, uh, that a man should, you know, be in this role. Um, I think that it is because it was him and his business manager who orchestrated this. That's why he, they decided that he would be in the role. And the other family members, um, they, they've been very shy to talk. Um, I do think they, you know, care about Brittany. And maybe at the time, they really thought this was the right way to go. And that speaks to a larger problem with the probate court system is they'll sort of condition like families to believe that conservatorship is the way to go or that the court should intervene when really once you get in the system it's almost impossible to get out that's As what like, the lawyer was saying she was like i've never seen anyone get out okay yeah i was gonna say has do you know of anyone who's kind of like gotten out of this situation like it seems kind of like almost like a death sentence yeah that's 
I mean, basically because, because it is, because um, conservatorship usually, at, at least a probate conservatorship is for people who are at the end of their life and um, really do need someone to take care of them. And the only cases where I've seen, I haven't seen anyone end a conservatorship the way we're lobbying to end Britney Spears' conservatorship. Um, I've only seen people successfully uh, take back a conservatorship after you know a court has been kind of stealing from the family for years. Well, apparently neither has Jamie's lawyer. So she was saying, she was like, I've never seen anyone get out of it. And then she goes back on his case. And I was like, okay, whose side are you on? Like, I know she right. maybe had to play devil's advocate for the interview, but I was like, what the hell? Like, are you not seeing? Like, how can I know, like, being a lawyer, you kind of have to take a step back. But at the same time, I'm like, she's a human being. And like, I just don't understand defending someone who's been treating this person this way. Mm -hmm. His kid. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I mean, whatsoever. money is money. He's paying her. I, and it's her job, you know? It's I, like, is he just like banking millions? Do you know I, that? I don't I know, mean, know this Brittany? information. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think, think that's, so. that, I think that's a fair estimate. Like we don't, we, I will say we don't have the exact numbers, but we know this much, you know, we know that just based on publicly, you know, reported information, Brittany made over $600 million between, um, I think, or as, as until up to 2016, there's a, there's a Money Nation article that reported. That's how like much from the made. time she first started. Yeah, yeah. So it's total total <laughs> earnings. Whoa. She she she's made um, at least that much. Her net worth, according to the publicly available conservatorship filing, is sixty million. So that's why you'll see uh, free Britney activists say, "Where's the money? Like, what happened to the other five hundred and forty million? Exactly. I mean." They they, I guess the in theory they could have spent it all, but it's more oh, likely that what? they're they're probably um, are they hiding it somewhere? We we don't know. I will not you know. I will say that that's a popular theory. Um, another thing to note is that, and this was pointed out in the documentary, Jamie Spears himself is making money from Britney working outside of the conservatorship, so that doesn't have to be reported. What so is he considered, like her manager or what? So that's a good question. I don't even know if there is a title for that, but he, you know, because he was able to make her perform in Vegas, he gets 1.5% of the sales. And so, you know, if you do the math, that is, ends up being millions of dollars a year. Yeah. How does one make someone work like it's a physically demanding job she has to sing she has to dance she has to put on a show like well how do you and you would someone think work with a conservatorship it would be more about like you know protecting them not necessarily like not forcing someone to do a job but like if I were someone's conservator I'd be like you need to take a step back and focus on your mental health because that's why we're in the situation in the first place rather than make me money you totally. hit the nail on the head totally Totally. Exactly. That's why there are so many red flags that this is really not for her health. 
it's like really sick actually like the more yeah. we talk about it, I'm like this is disgusting manipulative and like, as fuck yeah and just like the way she was treated in the beginning of her career like now looking back like why the fuck did everyone care that she was a virgin or why the fuck was everyone on team Justin which what did you think of his apology by the way because I thought that was a crock of shit so I thought it was a we- very well-written apology that Probably PR team. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It was it was as far as apologies go, like it hit all the all like, the points. Checkpoint. All yeah. the points. Um, so you know, glad it happened. It's unfortunate that it took like 20 years and a documentary and all this pressure. So it does feel a little insincere. And time will tell if he's going to follow up with action. Um, I would love to see him actually, you know, do something to help free Britney. Uh, I would love to, I mean, I was going to say, I don't really need him to get involved with like Janet Jackson's career, but you know, she lost out on a lot because of his role in that Super Bowl fiasco. Oh yeah. I remember like, everyone in my elementary school was talking about it like it was like the hot topic you know like she and then I felt like she the whole situation she did like for a second she was I mean she started to like regain back some work and stuff but like at that time like it was like Janet Jackson's a whore or like you know just and it's never ever about Justin it never is you know like he's always protected good old boy thing and it seems like every girl around him is a problem, you know? Like, maybe it's just you, Justin. Right. Or, like, where's Diane Sawyer's apology? Like, that... True. She bugged me. Like, I was like, you're professional. And this is not a professional journalist at all. Like, you are literally one-sided. You're not playing devil's advocate whatsoever. You're just seeing one side. And I don't think, as far as I know, she's come out and apologized for how she treated her like Brittany was full on crying like way to go Diane (laughs) great job Diane (laughs) yeah but I feel like more people need to apologize or like that paparazzi in the documentary I want to like punch him in the nuts psycho like he's like acting like I'm protecting Brittany like I asked her like are you okay like just because you ask someone if they're okay doesn't mean that you can continue to attack them like he the whole situation and I know like at the time like we ate it up and we were like totally fuck to the situation and like yes. couldn't get enough of it but like she was obviously like not doing who would be doing okay with that she was not doing okay with that and so and we like continued until we obviously pushed her to a point and we all I feel like I feel like I'm culpable I didn't do anything about it I watched it I consumed that media like I was on on top of it you know as a teenager I thought oh like this whole like paparazzi following Paris and Brittany and Lindsay Lohan and all these people like this was okay because this is what they signed up for but no one signs up for not being able to live their life I thought the same thing and I think it was just like the culture at the time it was like normal And now it's like, that's disgusting. (laughs) Like you watch her shave her head. What did so was that just like a more of a freeing experience for her? Because I remember hearing like, oh, she shaved it because of drug use. She shaved it because she's going crazy. Like, do you think these moments are what like that is what helped set her up in this conservatorship? 
like they use that for sure against her that's a that's a good point so actually um and people forget this um the the head shaving happened a full year before the conservatorship was put in place okay so you know, in a lot of people's memory, like that was the incident that led to it, but it was actually disconnected. Like it was, it really mm-hmm. didn't, didn't, I mean, it was, it was definitely part of the story of 2007, but it was not the direct precursor. Um, and as far as why she did it, we'd have to ask, you know, Brittany herself. And, you know, I think she, she did explain in For the Record that it was, you know, an expression of freedom. Um, and I thought um, Wesley said, said in the doc, Wesley Harris um, in the documentary, he said, you know, she was basically saying you, like the media and the culture kind of did this. Like she was killing off like that image of the perfect pop star that everyone wanted. Yeah. I mean, I honestly don't blame her for any of her actions. And like, I would want to take that umbrella and like shove it in that paparazzi's <laughs> I would car too. Do, yeah, a little bit more than she did with that umbrella, yeah. to be honest. Like that was like nothing. Like he, that's the least he deserved, honestly. Like just no remorse whatsoever. And like, didn't they take, I am i don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but like when she was 5150, like didn't they take a picture of her in the ambulance? Yep, it's yeah. Those images are available like, or out there. Yeah. What the hell? Right. Like, but that obviously probably sold millions and millions of dollars worth. Like, so it was just like a whole money grab. So right. it's like we're forgetting that Britney Spears is a human being, and she's just a dollar sign to literally everyone. Yeah, and I will add, um, you know, whatever you think about the head shaving or the umbrella incident, like, even if you do think they're um, flat, or even if you think that they are an indicator of, you know, some deeper issues, that they do not justify taking away someone's civil rights. Like, yeah, yeah, total. Where she has literally no control over anything. Right. Do you know if, like, say she wants to go to Starbucks? I just know she's always pictured in Starbucks. Cups. <laughs> so, like, if she wants to go to Starbucks, like. Does she have to like run this by her dad? Like, what exactly yeah. is he in? Tra- like, so like, what? what it? What like is? Is it like everything? Like, what does the day to day look like for like being under a conservatorship? Like, are you having to ask to spend every dollar? Are you like? Yeah, is it like, Dad? Can know? I have ten bucks to go to yeah Starbucks? Like, I mean, that's a good question. If she like actually, I mean, legally, yes, she needs permission for everything. And so I know, I mean, we've heard that she has security on her all the time. So um, I imagine that's probably who she has to go through. And yeah, every, every penny that she spends, you know, has to be approved. And like, how does this work with like her? So in the documentary, they kind of like said that, you know, she wasn't able to, because of her and Kevin Federline's relationship, she wasn't able to have like as much contact with her kids as she would have liked. And it seemed like the conservatorship like gave her a way to kind of hang out with her kids more. Like, do you know, like the, the circumstances surrounding that or like, what is she allowed to see her kids now that she's under conservatorship or. So, so that's a good point is a lot of us allege that her kids were used as bargaining chips to make her accept the conservatorship. So, so sick. 
I'm mm-hmm. like because she I mean she cared more about seeing her kids than her own freedom of course she's a mom like I'm sure most moms in that position would do the same thing so that's why it's a little gross when people say that you know she accepted it she didn't fight it the truth is she actually did fight it she actually did try to hire multiple lawyers uh, who were then you know kicked out of the courtroom by the judge um, to contest the conservatorship and there's even a voicemail um, that hasn't been validated but you know it's it's been shared a lot where she's claiming that her dad's threatening her with never seeing her kids again if she continues to fight the conservatorship. So the conservatorship, the people who wanted to put it in place did sort of strike a deal with her and say, you know, if you don't fight this, then you'll get to see your kids. So that is how it became a way for her to regain custody of her kids. That's so fucked. And I saw like, in, so I saw that in the documentary that she had tried to hire lawyers. She did try to fight this, but like, it's so strange to me that the judge wouldn't allow her to have her own lawyer, which is so strange. And the first thought that came to my mind was like, is, does the judge have some sort of like agreement with Jamie, Jamie. or like, are, do you know if there's any like theories like around this? Them off. <laughs> it seems a little sus to me. I think it goes to actually the heart of the problem with the probate court system is that there are all these conflicts of interest in place. So Brittany was appointed an attorney named Sam Ingham um, and the documentary didn't go nearly um, in enough detail about this, but that is what happens with conservatees is that they get appointed a court appointed attorney instead of one that they choose themselves. And that attorney is the judge's favorite. So then the judge will just do anything that attorney says. And that's what happened in this case is Brittany didn't get to choose her own attorney. And the judge said, you already have one. You have to, you have to work with him. And he's still her attorney to this day. That's a massive conflict of interest because not only is she, does she have like a court appointed attorney but then on the other hand she's paying for the other attorneys for on the all other of side yeah they got to pick their attorneys on her money but she can't pick her attorney on her money like that's so strange to me yep and no one involved in the arrangement has any incentive to end at this conservatorship even if Brittany you know screams like I do not want I mean of course she wouldn't want this conservatorship, like she getting her, her rights taken away. So there's really no incentive for anyone, even her own lawyer to end it because he's making money as long as this conservatorship is in place. And so they just had the trial right there. And the dad was trying to get one of his, someone else on the conservatorship, right? And then he got denied. So this, this all happened recently um is that what you're referring to yeah the the most recent one so was this like post um documentary Um, no so this is um oh oh you're talking about the hearing that happened last thursday so uh let me back up to last summer so last summer um her her attorney sam ingham you know 
reported in a court filing that, you know, Brittany welcomes the support of her fans um, and she wants changes to the conservatorship. Now, this is the first time it's ever been in said in court that anyone wants the there to be changes. And so she said that she does not, or he said that she doesn't want Jamie to be conservator, to be sole conservator. And so that started a process where her attorney, um, you know, hired another team of uh, litigation lawyers and hired a, or, you know, asked the court to appoint a new conservator of the estate named a trust company called Bessemer Trust to replace her dad as the conservator. In turn, her dad then hired a team of lawyers. Meanwhile, Brittany's paying for all of these people. Um, of course. Yeah. So, so the new, and you know, he didn't actually have to get approval from the court because he is the conservator. So um, he gets to speak for her. And so he was able to hire a new team of lawyers. And actually um, that in, the, the woman you saw in the documentary, Vivian Thoreen. So she, she is, she was, you know, newly rehired and in order to, you know, fight to keep Jamie on board. And so in November, the judge approved Sam Ingham's petition to appoint Bessemer Trust, but didn't remove Jamie. So now Bessemer Trust and Jamie are co-conservators of the estate. This last is the trust on her side. The trust. So here's the thing: the trust was chosen allegedly by Brittany, but really it was Sam Ingham who, you know, filed the petition to appoint the trust company. So we, you know, it's good to remove Jamie, but we're kind of keeping an eye on the trust company. We'd mm -hmm. much rather we'd much rather the conservatorship end completely. Um, it does not look like there are any steps taken in that direction. They're only trying to replace Jamie uh, with Bessemer Trusts and not even doing that well in doing that. So because now there are two conservators. Um, and so that's the whole point of Free Britney is like to just end this conservatorship. Exactly. Like she exactly. doesn't need anyone watching her anymore thank like, you that's why just, all these developments have been very frustrating just to well, sum it up yeah right and like i was on your instagram and i saw something about um you know they said she was bipolar and everything like that but like people live with bipolar every single day like, right it's very common like a lot of celebrities have it they're not under conservatorships like are they just trying to like use that against her as well? Well, and I question everything now. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, does judge, she even really she have bipolar? It? Like, I don't, I know, I don't know if I trust anything that they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you said it very well. So whether or not you know she's bipolar or has another um, um, condition really isn't any of our business. Um, and so I think free Britney you know, some, especially at the beginning, you know, we got a brat bad rap because they were claiming, oh, well, we don't know what's in the medical records. You know, the, the proof that we know she doesn't need conservatorship is the fact that she performed in hundreds of shows a year. It really sure. has nothing to do with her medical condition. That said, as you pointed out, 
even if she did have a some kind of condition like bipolar disorder, um, plenty of people with bipolar disorder live full independent lives without conservatorship. Um, you know, they they maybe they manage their um, condition with therapy or drugs, um, and that is something that we in the movement would support if that is what you know what uh, is required. Um, and there's plenty there there's plenty of support support structures that can be put in place without conservatorship. Um, her brother Brian, in an interview, you know, he he made a joke like, oh, is Brittany gonna, um, you know, make her own dinner reservations, you know, if she's out of the conservatorship? Like, of course she doesn't have to, she can hire an assistant for that. So most celebrities right. don't make their own. So and she's rich, Brian. And you need to remember this, Brian, if you're listening, she's rich, you're not rich. So if she, she can hire whoever the fuck rich she wants, people you know, can hire whoever the fuck they want. They can if do I were everything. Rich, I would not be scheduling my own dinner reservations. No, because I worked my ass off. Well, if I were Brittany, I worked yeah. my ass off, <laughs> made $600 million and I afforded for someone to be able to make the reservations for me. So thanks, Brian. But no, you can exit stage left. Yep. And our point is that Brittany should be allowed to make those decisions for herself. Well, right. yeah, she's an adult, like, and it seems like she's capable of it. And uh, do you know if her original team is like still with her, like Larry Rudolph or, cause I was like, where is he? What happened to him or anyone that was with her from the beginning? So we believe Larry Rudolph is still involved and in the background, he was definitely involved during the conservatorship, at least, you know, during this circus era um, and for many years after. Um, okay. He has sort of taken a back seat um, in terms of like being out of the public spotlight, but I think he's, he's still involved. Um, and, but the things to keep in mind is everyone still involved is approved by the conservatorship and is making money from Brittany being under conservatorship. Anyone who had, you know, the audacity to question it, kind of like um, her past boyfriend, exactly, exactly. So, oh, like the past boyfriends. Yeah, like how yeah. are you in a relationship with someone? Like her boyfriend just came out and was like, Jamie's a dick. Like, I was like, thank God he finally said something. Like, mm -hmm. and then I'm like worried, like, oh my God, are they gonna have to break up now that he like said something? Right. Because who, because I remember completely forgot she was engaged at one point in time. And then I remember reading she would have had to get that approved. Like, that's crazy. So- Mind-blowing. So basically, Jamie can let her be in these relationships, right? Exactly. He, ha he has approved, and she talked about this in interviews, Jamie approves every one of these boyfriends. And I'm sure they're under this like crazy NDA that says they can't talk about the conservatorship. Oh, I'm, sh I'm yeah. sure. Well, I guess you can just call him a dick, though. That's fine. That's not right. The right. Yeah. That's just his character <laughs> uh -huh. as a person. Wow. Okay. So I feel also when you said the circus era, I was like, I feel like it has a whole new meaning to me. Like when she's like <laughs> totally. all eyes on me in the center of the ring, just like a circus. I'm like, they treat her like she's a circus animal. Like it's really, I, I just, I can't get over it. Like that's really what it is. And she just, so is she working right now? Cause she's like, does she have anything coming out? Like, I'd be like, I don't want to sing and dance. 
until no. this is over. So right now, I think Brittany very smartly figured out that is one of the few leverage points. One of the few leverage points she has is that she is on a work strike, basically, because she's realizing, you know, as long as these people keep making money, you know, this conservatorship is going to go on. And so she, you know, at the beginning of 2019, stopped working. You know, there was that domination um, residency that was announced and then canceled. And after that, she has basically refused to work. Why Even, was it canceled? Because of her? Did she? So, so, so that's a, I mean, that's a big, big mystery, right? Um, so the official reason was because of her dad's health. You know, that was, that was what was um, announced. And then that voicemail, the Britney's Graham voicemail, you know, revealed, well, it was actually because Britney stopped taking her medication and kind of rebelled against the rules and drove to in and out. And so her dad, you know, threw her into a facility against her will. And that's why the, the residency was canceled. This is like, she's a teenager. No like, one should be punished for going to in and out. Honestly, it's <laughs> like, like, see it, dad, I'm going to in and out. Like literally this is mind blowing to me. And, and like, I feel like this should you like all these little points, like separated should show you that she shouldn't be in a conservatorship. Like if you can refuse work and say no, like you, you should be allowed to for yourself. legally hey, make those decisions. She can order right. herself a fucking burger apparently and, and too. And yeah. Shocker. Like there you go, Brian. She can order for herself, fucker. Like, sorry, I know it's her brother, but just such a douchey comment to make. Yeah, but, we we aren't liking Brian right now. You know, I'm not liking mm-hmm. like any male in her family or any male around her. I'm just like, it's just so fucking sad to see. So yes. you think, I think this documentary though was like so eye-opening and it has put the Free Britney movement I think on like another level, right? Like, oh, it has. Yes, completely. And we're so grateful for that. Um, I mean, it is sort of like, oh, why, why couldn't people take us seriously without a documentary? But we are grateful that, you know, this opened so many eyes and really shifted the conversation. And because we were fighting for so long to be taken seriously and the news media kept saying that the Free Britney movement was just looking for clues on her Instagram. And while some fans do that, that is not the goal yeah, of the that, Free Britney movement. Well, I was going to ask about her Instagram yes. in general. Like, did you think she's sending subliminal messages to her fans? One, um, first question. Well, so um, I will answer your question, but I will start by saying that it doesn't matter what's going on with her Instagram. Britney still deserves all of her civil rights. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bottom line, I do feel like the Instagram is a bit of a distraction. Me personally, I think that Britney has input in what gets posted. So be and and they have her social media manager did say that Britney submits content to post. So she is probably recording videos and sending it to someone. But ultimately, it's a team of people who approves the post and posts them. I mean, and that's not unusual for any celebrity, but I think in this case, um, just legally, you know, Brittany probably doesn't get as much of a say as she would otherwise have. And like looking at her social media, I was like also looking at like one of the myths on your page and it was like saying how, you know, people 
are talking shit about it basically. And I have to say, like, uh, honestly, I was one of them because I was just like, what's happened to this girl over the years? Like what's going on? What's wrong with her makeup? Like basically what everyone's been saying. And then you brought up a good point on there where it was like, we take hours to get ready for one fucking video that's 10 seconds long or Mm -hmm. one shot literally hours and she's just like taking it as she is like doesn't give a shit and I'm like and here we are just like judging her for it and now I feel like a total asshole but I think it's because we're used to seeing Britney fully done up as like the pop star so it's like when she does this it's almost just like whoa what Britney Spears is this we're not used to seeing this like and it's very raw it's very real her voice is different. Like, did do you know why her voice changed? Like, did she have to talk differently? Like when she was in the media first, or that's is this her what real I voice? I assumed like you know, like Paris Hilton, she had a persona, so she talked like a certain way, and almost like now a baby she's voice, right? And now yeah. that she is growing out of that, she's like started to use her real voice again. Do you know if like that's similar to what happened to Britney's voice? I mean, I think there there is some of that going going on. I mean, I don't know if anything has been confirmed as far as like this was the plan, but she definitely does have even in singing, like she she does have like a deeper singing voice than we're used to hearing. Um, and I heard that. Yeah, I was like, is this just maturity or like, or can you change your range? I don't really know. How singing works. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think the the theory is that you know they they chose to go with a baby voice um, because that was more fitting for like a pop star, like a bubblegum, you know, pop especially star. at her age back right, then. Right. And like, I feel like Christina Aguilera never got the shit end of the stick of a pop star as Britney did and I don't understand why because they both were marketed as like bubblegum pop stars but then Christina was able to do her dirty phase which I loved but like she didn't really get in she kissed Madonna and no one gave a fuck Britney kissed Madonna and it was like hell froze over and I'm like what the hell like why are we treating these girls so differently from one another I don't understand that whatsoever I feel like luckily for Christina she seems to be living a normal life but Britney now is in her position and it's just like what the fuck mm-hmm. yeah like, we could probably do a whole podcast about Christina but like no I have the same questions you do <laughs> true yeah. I know I'm like I have so many fucking questions but I what's your favorite Britney Spears album or song? oh um my we'll talk fav- about something happy for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite album is uh, Britney, self-titled, her third album. And, you know, that was that was when I was like finishing high school. And, okay. you know, Britney was sort of, uh, you know, not a girl, not yet a woman. Mm-hmm. Like growing out of, or trying to grow, you know, with like a different sound. And I just really Which songs were that on that album, album again? So uh, I'm a slave for you. Oh, and that was that album. Yeah. Yes, uh, I remember everyone oh. talking about it because it did have like a much different sound, and people were like, "What the fuck?" Like and this- she was like way sexier too than right. she usually was. She was like really low rise jeans and her thong and all that. Uh, but I loved hope it. Those never come back. <laughs> yeah, those can stay in that era. <laughs> but I I loved that phase of her uh, but I loved even when she had the black hair like that phase I forgot what album that was but I loved it like Blackout? yes even though mm-hmm. like it wasn't 
maybe like the Britney that we were used to seeing by any means, like before that, I thought the music itself was really good. <laughs> like I really liked it. So, but like, cause she, that was definitely, I feel like the phase of like her conservatorship when it was that when it first started. That was, so that happened, that was the first, the last album before conservatorship. Okay. Okay. Got it. And then didn't she do actually like an album? I think they said in the documentary, like one of her best tours or like best albums to date, like under the conservatorship. Yeah, that was Circus. So it's still her highest grossing tour to date. And that was the first one that happened after conservatorship. And I really believe that they just got dollar signs in their eyes, you know, after that happened and was like, well, we'll just keep doing this. And like, look how good she did when she was under control. Like, she yeah, did her, I remember quote, unquote, that album. Best work. Like, I was in high school and we used like every single song on the album for cheer routines and cheer. And it was just like, I mean, oh, I feel like awesome. every I had, like, a moment dance in my life I, is like a Britney moment. Like, I, I had a dance I made up with to Britney's it. music. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm not a dancer, so that was. I painful. I forgot what song it was. Now to. that why is my friends something and I, I would and we would like walk. It was like. Oh my God, it's embarrassing me. I'm getting hot, like thinking about it. <laughs> like middle school me doing a dance to Britney. We're having no rhythm, but- um, So what are your yeah. favorite albums? I th- I think it's the Black the Blackout album is like honestly one of my favorites. But then I do really like um, that Britney album. I think it's the Britney album that I like too. Blackout, Blackout is good because she had- creative a lot of creative more creative control than she, she did. did before before that okay oh I, in the zone was say, really good see in i'm the like zone trying to really look. good i was gonna say yeah. in the zone is like my number two i would say but it's like hard for me because like her first album baby one more time is just like so like nostalgic to me oh know? i love yeah i love her first. a lot of a lot of younger fans today don't like that one but that's the one that got really? me. That was me. one of my first yeah. CDs. Yes. It, no, it was I remember there was a poster. I remember taking yes. it out and, you and there was out, a poster inside. Yes, yes. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, I was like obsessed with her. And then people were like, I remember moms talking shit about her. And I was like, well, I still like right. her. Like, she, like, I didn't care what like moms had to say or anything like that. But and I then def- she, they had a Barbie. I remember this from like, from her baby one more time. Like it was like her like schoolgirl outfit Barbie, mm-hmm. and oh, I did? had that Barbie. Yes, I thought it was like that uh, that Melissa Joan Hart movie that she um you know that song. Oh, I got I got so I had that one. Crazy, crazy. You're thinking of okay. crazy. Yeah, was wasn't that a Barbie? That I was that also was a Barbie. doll. Yeah. Yes. Okay, was, yeah. I was like I feel like that's the Barbie I'm thinking of, which like that no, was also so one. iconic. Like I was listening to Britney like before like we were doing this because I was like and I'm like oh my getting God, in the just zone getting in the zone <laughs> like but I was like she just has so many good songs and it takes me back to so many different times in my life from literally the time I was maybe like six or seven years old yes so it's to now so I'm like I think I don't know that's maybe that's why also this documentary like piss really, me off yes yeah <laughs> like I think so because I was just like I mean it was a bunch of things but yeah I was just like this girl has done so much for pop culture and this is how honestly we're all treating her is like a fucking animal and, yeah, she and needs like I said we're like a human guilty too like we totally. were consuming that media like I was 
definitely picking up those magazines and, you know, like wanting to know more about it. So now I am changing the, my fucking narrative and yes. I'm flipping the script. So can you tell us like, what is the best way to get involved? Like, what can we do? So what exactly what you guys are doing, which is, you know, spreading the message of the movement um, and spreading the message of Free Britney, educating um, people, um, you know, and you don't need to have a huge platform. You can, we want everyone to talk to their friends and family, you know, talk about Britney Spears, talk about conservatorship, you know, at the dinner table. Um, if you do, uh, and share it, post about it on social media, you know, no matter, you know, how, how large your platform is and get creative with ways to spread the message, like doing podcasts or what about petitions? Is there something we can sign? Yeah, so there are several um, online petitions. There is petition. There are several petitions on change.org. Um, there was a White House petition um, while uh, Trump was in office, but that didn't go anywhere. So maybe maybe we'll do another one. Um, but okay, uh, you can write to legislators. Um, you can write to elected officials like the Attorney General. Um, the LA Board of Supervisors. Um, I have all that information on my Instagram page. You know, if you if you want to get political, um, drop the handle. So free Britney LA. Um, check it out, and um, we'll we'll probably post um, some of those things. So those action items again soon. Um, if you go to our website, freebritney.army, we also have a list of you know all of these action items on there, and so. You know, when's like the next protest? Like, I'm not a big protester, but like, I'm like, should I start? We'll hit the pavement. I mean, oh, I, of, I can't, I can't believe COVID, I left that out. Yeah. Because I'm of COVID, I'm like, I don't really want to get close to people right now, but I saw it said, wear your mask. So I was like, okay. Safe <laughs> like, environment. Yeah. yeah. So the next, um, the next protest in LA is going to be March 17th. And we're going okay. to be outside, you know, the courthouse where the case is happening. Um, right now, because of COVID, everyone, all the parties to the case um, usually attend remotely. Um, so they won't be at the courthouse, but the judge will be there. Um, and we usually have um, a couple of protesters inside the courtroom to listen in on the proceedings. And then we're outside making noise because that usually gets the attention of the news media. And that's a way to spread awareness as well. So if And you like, can, does it put, put pressure? on them to kind of maybe open their eyes and say, okay, maybe we need to free her. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's like everyone, you know, from the lawyers to the judge, like they, they know we're watching. And so we just have to keep staying loud to let them know that, um, you know, and some people will like to shade the movement be like, oh, the judge is not going to, you know, make a decision based on um, a bunch of protesters. Well, if, if she knows that people are watching, then she's, she's going to be, you know, a little more careful about, you know, kind of doing, taking actions that maybe aren't above board, you know? So don't underestimate the power of, you know, kind of using your voice and, and, and raising it. And um, I think it's the media's turn now almost to maybe help her out exactly. because they fucking, I don't want to say put her in this position, but they sure didn't fucking help. They contributed. But yeah. So I feel like now this would be a great way to like fucking help. Maybe Perez Hilton, you can start putting on your fucking blog, dude. Mm -hmm. Like 
free Britney, like whatever, because I think they really do need to help. Like everything in the media is so fucking negative all the time. Let's try to bring a positive thing and get her out of this fucking conservatorship because it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yep. It's time to make some change. People don't get out of this shit easily, but we can do it. Let's do it guys. She like lives close by and I like, I've never seen around town, but I see, oh, are but you I know friends? people No, but I, I hear people talk about her and I like want to run into her now. So I didn't really care about running into her before, but now I like want to run into her and be like, so you can be like, I free, your eyes twice. Like, I want to help you. Please let us help you. So yeah, if you guys can do anything, I know we're going to be excited to post this episode. I want to like post the entire week, like on our story, everything just to get the word out there. For sure. Please do. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Honestly, it really opened up our eyes. I learned a lot. I'm thankful for the documentary and go out there, guys, and do what you can to free Brittany. <laughs> Free Britney. Free Britney.